Dawson, drop that beat to start the episode. We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast. The content of this podcast is intended for an adult audience due to the nature of sensitive subject matter and topics. Share the experience of Romantic Truth with friends on Google, CastBox, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Breakers, Apple, or any other podcast platform. Just type in Romantic Truth in the search and subscribe. Now, here is the host of Romantic Truth, Jowson. Hi everyone, Jocelyn with you here at Romantic Truth Las Vegas. Let's talk about you ladies today. That's what we're talking about in this episode. You, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and indifferent. Things to help you out along the way with us men. So you have an idea of what's going on with us. Now, let's address one of the things I commonly get as the first question ever. What do men think of women who sleep with them on the first date? Ladies, let me make something abundantly clear. I don't speak for all men, but I speak for a segment of that population. One thing I will tell you is this. We don't think anything less of you when you sleep with us on the first date. There's only one type of guy that would think of less of you on the first date. That's going to be the ultra-righteous guy that can always throw that in your face after he slept with you. Well, here's the thing you have to understand. He's a hypocrite. This is the reason why this guy gets no credit and no credence. And men look at him like a damn fool. Another thing I will tell you. The only other time you'll be called anything negative if you slept with somebody on the first date. If you are dating someone or married to someone and you sleep with someone else on a first date. Like you're cheating and you do it. Yes, They will call you a whore or whatever at that point. Outside of that, if you're single and you guys are just starting out in a relationship, he's not going to do that. Most rational men won't. And the reason why he's not going to do that is because he doesn't want to mess up a good thing. Now, who are you afraid of by being labeled a whore or whatever on the first date? You're scared of other women labeling you that. Men won't do it. Women automatically do this by default where they start blaming themselves for being, look, you're not a whore, ladies. You didn't put yourself in that category or that classification. You have needs just like men do. And we're always stuck with that moral question. Do I follow my morals or do I follow my carnal instinct? You got to remember a couple of things. trying to appease something that still has yet to be proven versus something that can be proven through the need that you already have for it. Kind of hard decision to make, huh? So, you have to look at things that that really matter. See, as men, the way we look at it is if we sleep with you the first time, We look at you differently, not in a negative sense, but in the sense that, guess what? She's not a teaser. She's not a bullshitter. 
She's not somebody that's going to sit there and lead me on. She's serious about this relationship. She's actually trusts me with her vulnerability, something that many other women will not do. And being that she trusted me with that vulnerability, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to nourish it. I'm going to cherish it. And therefore, I'm not going to allow no other woman to come in my sphere because this woman right here has proved herself. Now, the women, ladies, let me tell you something. The women that are so adamant about catching a man cheating or trying to keep tabs on him, those are the women that have the worst pussy in the world. I'm just going to be honest with you. Those are the women that know that their pussy is trash. That's the reason why they try to keep such a handle on men. Because they know good and well it doesn't take much for another woman to outclass them and outdo them in the bedroom. That's the reason why they're so insecure. I know it's a tough one to swallow, but it's true. They may not be as experienced. They may not be as knowledgeable. They may be limited on what they do in the bedroom. And let me tell you something, ladies. Here's something that I will tell you. When it comes down to mistresses and women that are threats to your relationship, if you don't do oral and anal sex, many of you are going to lose out on your men. That's right, I said it. Both of them. Because, and it's not a homosexual thing, it's not a gay thing, it's nothing like that. Because there's some women who are wired that way and love it. They love anal sex. And I'm talking about biological women, not trans women or anything of that sort. And so they will ask for this. And what the men's going to do is oblige them. Plain and simple. They want to make that woman happy. So the things that you may not do in a bedroom, ladies, think of it like this. His fetishes, his fantasies are still dormant and they're going to be fulfilled by someone else out there in the ether. That's the way that goes. Now, men can take the fault on some things though. Let's look at it. Men can take the blame on some things. By misleading a woman thinking they're not into certain things when they are. Now, I personally think that men need to be honest with women all the way through. And not sit there and cherry pick about what they what they like, what they don't like. They need to tell the truth. Same thing with women. Ladies, you need to tell the truth. I remember I dated one lady years ago. And we're sitting there trying to decide on what we were going to do that weekend. And she says, why don't we go up to Monterey? I said, okay, that sounds cool. I'm thinking it's she and I. She said, no, I'm going to bring a girlfriend. I said, okay. And I'm thinking, okay, that means that I'll be in one room, I guess, or we'll be in a room, and then a girlfriend will be in a separate room. She said, no, we're going to be together. She said, well, you know, I'm going to eat pussy, and I'm going to suck dick. What more can I say? I said, whoa, okay. And so it was a smorgasbord. So we went up there. The three of us had a good time. But here's what I'm telling you. 
by getting these things out in the open, you know what you're dealing with and what you're not. You're not sitting there scratching your head trying to figure things out. Now, with us men, we're very direct. We'll listen to you, but you have to guide us in the bedroom. You gotta tell us how things work. And ladies, another thing, be very gentle with a man's penis. It's not a damn trailer hitch. And I mean this with all sincerity. Because I'm going to tell you, some of you ladies handled my dick back in the day, yanking and pulling and trying to put the motherfucker in a knot. No. Mm -mm. Seriously, because later on in life, that can have an impact on a lot of other things. So you want to be gentle with that. Treat it with care. Show the dick some love. Now, another thing too, ladies. Don't think that sex is going to be the only thing to keep you with this man. You may be able to throw down in the bedroom and do all the nasty shit he wants you to do and everything, but here's the other thing you have to do. You're going to have to have your personality developed in such a way where you guys enjoy being with each other, where he misses you, misses that aspect of your personality. That's what's going to make him want you more. See, when a man really wants you a lot and likes being around you, it's going to be fewer complaints, more interaction, and a lot more sex. And a lot of women misinterpret the escalation on sex as being, oh, well, he only wants sex out of relationship. No, what he's doing is he's showing you that he wants to be closer to you and he's interacting with you more frequently and therefore he wants more of you. You better enjoy it while you can because later on in life his dick may not get hard and then you're going to be really wishing that you know, well never mind you know what I'm talking about anyway those are things you're going to have to really look at and really think about now there's another aspect to this as well and that has to do with when you have sex a lot of you ladies will wait until eight to nine dates, which is usually the average for women. And it's five dates for men. There are some women out there who believe and a new school of thought is, have sex whenever you feel like it. I agree with this. So ladies, don't put yourself on a timeline schedule or anything like that. Just protect yourselves. Get the IUD, have him wear a condom. Go through those whole nine yards to protect yourself from having a child because there's a lot of things you want to do. And I'm going to tell you one thing for sure. When a man asks you what you would like to do with your future, this is where he's trying to feel you out to see whether or not you're worth an investment to him. Now, what this means is that if he feels as though you're worth the investment, a lot of things change. First of all, he's already included you in his future plans. First thing. Second thing, you don't have to work as hard as a lot of these other women do to get to him. Next thing. He not only sees value in you, he sees growth in you. Where he can grow and the two of you can grow together. Next thing that he sees, he sees a level where you're going to be able to help him be a better man. These are the assets. These are the things he looks for in a woman. This is the reason why it's beyond pussy. 
That's right, it's BP. And I don't mean British Petroleum. It's beyond pussy. And so this is where you're going. By having more to offer than your vagina, it helps. That vagina is... Let me put it to you this way. Sex is nothing more than a way of conveying emotions and feelings to your partner. That's what it's designed to do. Besides, help you procreate. And you do that through that depiction of what you're doing with that partner. The child is the byproduct of the love that you guys share with each other. Kind of interesting how we make love taboo on that level. But yet, we act like sex doesn't exist in our society. All of us came from fucks. That's what we are. We're all fucks. And here's the thing. We should be proud. We should all walk around with number one trophies in our hands. Because after all, we beat out all the other sperm to get to that egg to be who we are today. You know how they talk about Johnny came in 56th place and he needs a trophy to become his 56th place? Shit, we all need trophies for coming in number one. We beat all of the other sperm in the fucks that we participated in. Something to be proud of. Now, ladies, but what I will tell you is this. As men, this is what we look for. And when we see that future, what happens is this. If that man happened to get you pregnant and he already is into you in that kind of way, guess what he's not going to do? First, he's not going to get mad at you. Second, he's going to be happy that he's got a kid coming from you because you mean that much to him. Third, more so than anything, he's more than likely not going to know what the fuck to do, whether to you know, try to keep you quiet or try to... Because when men find out they're dad, they get nervous and they start doing stupid shit because they don't know what to do. I'm talking about guys who are happy to be fathers. Because see, what happens at this point, you tell him you're pregnant. He's happy because it's from you. You're special. He's put you in a place in his life that no other woman can get to. So as he sees it, he considers it an honor for you to have this child. And ladies, when you get to that point, let me tell you, Roll out the red carpet. You get treated better than a lot of these other women that went out there and had multiple babies with multiple dudes. You will know where your man is. Your man will be playing with the kid more than you do. You're going to get mad. Probably get upset because he's spending more time with the baby than you. Because here's what happened. He appreciates the concept of family. And that's the thing. Now, the man that you will find with this appreciation 
will usually be in two categories. Either a man where that was a tradition in his family or one where he really desired that tradition and didn't have it. It's going to be on those two extreme measures. You see a lot of these kids who came from single-parent households, and what do they tell their kids? What do they tell their girlfriend? What do they tell the people around them? I don't want my kid to grow up like me. I want my kid to be better than me. I'm going to give them a better shot. I'm going to give them a nuclear family. I'm going to give them a household to grow from. Because see, a lot of young women think that, oh, I just have his baby. That's enough to keep him in my life. And the only thing they start doing is collecting babies, just like they're collecting dolls. And the only thing they will have is that cross-section of DNA called the child. And they would then try to use the child or hope that the child will be the conduit to get this man back in their lives and try to at least have some modicum of a relationship until they find out there's no hope at all for that relationship to work. And the guy's just going to wind up paying child support and keeping his distance and going with the visitation. I've seen so many women ruin their lives in this way based on falling in love with a guy and wanting to keep him with a baby. And they always tell you, oh yeah, well, I, you know, I have my little angels. But that wasn't your primary objective. Your primary objective was to keep that man. Those children were a byproduct of that effort. So of course, by default, you're gonna be happy that you have something left from him, like a souvenir. In fact, that's what my friend used to call kids. When he'd meet a woman and she had children and she wasn't married, how many souvenirs does she have? These are things to help you, ladies. Now, you ladies who cannot cook, I don't cook, I don't clean. Guess what? You're going to need a man because you ain't going to be driving a machine. Because what's going to happen is this. Let him, take a let him take a culinary course with a woman who has a nice personality and he can get along with who can cook too. Let that nexus hit. See how quick your ass is out of the picture. Because see, what you have to remember is this. When it gets to a point where you don't have as many connections with your partner as someone else may have, you run the risk of losing them. Give you an example. And what I just talked about is something that happened with a friend of mine. He had a girlfriend, water from Memphis, lived in Los Angeles, over there by Inglewood, right over there near the Forum in Los Angeles. Now, she didn't want to cook, didn't want to learn from her mom, didn't need to know how to cook, didn't believe in cleaning up the house, didn't believe in washing clothes, she'd just go take them to the cleaners. That was her. Now, 
Mind you, this young lady didn't come from a wealthy background. She just came from a household where she had permissive parents. Well, my friend brought her out here. We had gone down to Memphis one summer. They met, they started chit-chatting, and then he invited her out to L.A. Well, everything was going well at first until he started noticing dishes started piling up in the sink and she wasn't going to try to wash them, so he'd wash them. Trash would pile up in the trash bin. He would have to be the one to take it out. What did she do? Do her nails, do her hair, and sit around and watch Jerry Spring all day. Well, he decided to go and take a culinary course because he was the one that was cooking all the meals. What she was doing was ordering fast food all the time. The only decent meal they had was the one he cooked, but she wouldn't clean the dishes. So they had a dispute about dishes, about the housekeeping and all the rest. And of course she said, oh, you're picking on me, et cetera, et cetera. She threatened to go back to Memphis. And the parents were like, no, nah, keep her ass out there. We're not sending money for her to come back home. It was more or less like a good riddance to her. But what eventually happened, he took this culinary course and met this lady. And she was a white lady. The woman that he had from Memphis was African-American. And they started cooking different dishes in class and she was partnered up with him. And they had things set up like Hell's Kitchen where you had teams. And one evening, this young lady invited him over to her place because they were trying this new recipe that they were going to use for their final project. They went on, had dinner, and then they became very close, intimate, kissing, fondling, the whole nine. And he called me up and he told me about the situation with old girl that he was having a problem with out of Memphis. And then he said, well, you know, I'm thinking about this new lady that uh, I met in my class, culinary class. And I like her a lot and we just get along. And we have all these points of contact where we really get along with each other. She likes certain things. She likes playing tennis and all this other stuff. And so finally, the one from Memphis told him, I want to go to school. And he's like, okay, well, you go and file for financial aid. She said, no, uh, only poor people go for financial aid. I want you to pay for it. And at this point, he's like, uh, I'm done. I'm done. So he sends her back to Memphis. She's calling him every day, writing him, telling him she wants to come back. She's going to you know, really take care of things and really start picking up after herself, et cetera, et cetera. He's not interested. He and this new lady got together and they've been together ever since. And the interesting thing about it, it was food, cooking. It actually brought them together. The very thing that the young lady from Memphis didn't want to learn how to do it, didn't want to do. So what I'm saying, ladies, is this. 
you want to have as many connection points with your man as possible. If you don't know how to cook, learn from him if he does. Let him guide you. Learn from his mother. Let them guide you. Don't sit there and... and mm -mm. Another thing, ladies, very important for you. When it comes down to him sharing information with you about business, if you guys are in a relationship and he says, okay, honey, here, in case something happens to me, here's this, here's that, here's... Listen attentively. Know these things. Learn from him. Educate yourself. Don't be one of these dumbass women that walk around, boyfriend died, husband died, and they don't know anything because he always took care of everything. Don't be that woman. I'm telling you, do not be that woman. And the reason why I say that is because not too many men want to deal with her. They don't want to deal with that woman that does not pay attention to detail. Because that's one thing that we look for in a woman. Your attention to detail. If we're going out to dinner one night and I know I'm going to spend $300 and then you have a coupon to knock off 75 bucks on that and you give me that coupon, what you've shown me is that you give a damn about what we're trying to do together. Something that simple. Just by reading through. And that's what it takes. That's what it takes. But see, a lot of times we don't like doing that because we want to get sidetracked on things. But ladies, I'm telling you, you're going to have to start paying more attention to detail if you want to collect a man. I shouldn't say collect a man, but if you want to get one. And I'm talking about a good one. I'm not talking about some little bullshit dude that's out there just to fuck you and that's it. Because, see, here's the thing. The difficult task for you as women is to make the right choice on the right guy the first time. And a lot of you kick yourselves because you make that mistake. You get that guy that you really like, and he turns out not to be the guy that you really need. We get it. We understand that as men, we see this. And sometimes we see when you're making mistakes by choosing that guy. But you won't listen to us because you've already dissed us and put your standards up high. So, well, our opinion is moot. It's moot. But for the most part, you sit there and it's moot, M-O-O-T, not M-U-T-E, by the way. Just in case you're trying to correct, I've already checked it out. It's moot. So, what you also have to look at is this as well. When it comes down to a situation where a man is really into a woman that's being serious about her, Guess one of the other things that goes away quickly? The criticisms. See, when a man doesn't like a woman, he's going to be quick to criticize her. If he's really feeling that woman, shit, what criticism? If anything, if somebody else finds criticism in her, 
he's ready to whoop their ass. Because what happens then, she becomes exempt. She gets a pass. Just like you ladies raise that standard, over lower that standard for that individual you like, men do the same thing for you. So the other women don't get the VIP treatment. They don't get behind the velvet rope. Only you do. Now, convenience. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. Hi, how are you? I am from Venezuela. I'm embarrassed to ask you this, but I'm desperate. Can you help me with some money? I am starving what I earn working here in Venezuela is not even enough to eat and my family and I are starving here the situation is getting worse every day in September I will go to the United States my uncle will sell his house and we will leave. What I want most is to have a relationship with a good man who loves me, values me and takes care of me. Now sadly, this is not something that's a one-off. Not only have I heard this from, and this right here, folks, is an original introduction on one of the dating sites in which I placed an ad. This is the way this lady approached me. Not saying hello, not saying hi, going straight for what she needed. Now, sadly, and I told you, I got 22 of these all together in different styles of uh, requests. One lady wanted me to help her pay her rent. One lady wanted me to help her pay her mortgage to move in with her. She needed a roommate. The other lady needed a hotel room for the night. And she told me that she wouldn't charge me. <laughs> oh, boy. If she were to spend the night with me, I, I you know... You got to love this. And so you wonder why people want to know why it's so difficult to date. And women are going through the same thing that men are going through. They're finding these problems. And these are problems. Now, the lady in Venezuela, I felt empathy for her, but... I explained to her, I'm not in the capacity to assist you in this matter. One, I don't know you, so I'm not sending you any money. Two, I would never marry you because of the premise you want someone to take care of you. I could take care of a pet. I could take care of any woman on the face of this earth when it comes down to that. So that makes you not special in any kind of way. So I wouldn't see the social redeeming value of trying to really foster this relationship. Now, I didn't get a response back from her, which I expected not to. But here's the thing that I will tell you folks. You're going to run across this. And a lot of you ladies, many of you don't want to deal with this particular situation with guys where the guy is asking for places than asking for money. 
But you got to understand also, as men, we feel bad about not going there and putting a cape on and being Captain Save a whole at times too. But we know if we do this, because we've already been burned doing that shit. That's the reason why guys like myself, I'm not putting on a cape. I'm not jumping off that damn cliff. Nope. What I do, I will stand and let you go and jump off the cliff until there are enough bodies down there filling up that gully all the way up to the top. And then I'll walk over to the bodies to the other side. That's the way that will work. Because what you learn is over time, you will learn that it leads to nowhere. It leads to nothing doing this. Because you do it over and over and over. And you start doing it for people that don't deserve it. That don't deserve your effort. Especially your best effort. And so you wind up losing for no reason. Throwing away your resources and your life and your money and your time for no reason. Now, don't get me wrong. I do have empathy for this lady. And I know things in Venezuela are pretty messed up. Because they're dealing with a quasi-socialist system down there. And it's jacked up. We got to face it. Um, and now what you got to deal with is the fact that life, you know, it's unfair. It has no favorites. Even though we think that people who are wealthy are life's favorites, they're not. Because they still are plagued with things such as disease and everything else. They're just a little bit more comfortable. I feel kind of bad in a way because my moral consciousness tells me maybe I should do something. But my logic tells me no. And this is what logic trumps emotion. Even though it was an emotional appeal, Logically, it would not benefit me or to hurt me more. And then the likelihood that might give her an incentive to want to come up here across the border. So I wouldn't take that risk. But somebody's life in peril. And she's talking about she's going to get to the United States. Well, if she could afford to get to the United States, why the hell she's asking me for money? Oops. But this is what you get. Not only from different shores throughout the world, but right here at home, right here in Vegas. Right here in Vegas. Lady responded to an ad that I put on uh, OKCupid. What was her response? $50 for an hour was her response. 29-year-old trying to sell pussy. Now, fortunately, they don't do this so much on many of the sites, the good sites, the quality ones. But there are some like personals, That particular app, women are selling pussy 24-7. 
is saying. Now, what this brings up is another topic that comes to mind. Women will sell their bodies for a lifestyle. They will do that. Men will go and provide a lifestyle even if they have to lie about it for that woman to give up her body for it. That's the way it goes. Which means that (laughs) it's trivialized because people will do things based on an incentive of comfort as opposed to one of moral comfort. They would go for physical comfort. So they have the nice home, the nice this, the nice that, and maybe demoralized in the relationship. But that's okay. They'll compromise. They'll go and let their integrity just wane. Let their personal dignity wane in lieu of a better lifestyle or a better perceived lifestyle. You see, a lot of these people haven't planned in their lives, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of men and women haven't. They're not thinking it through. That juvenile mistake you make from 18 to 25. Let's say you make that mistake at 18. And you wind up doing 20 years in prison for that simple mistake. You don't want to snitch on your partners in the gang. You're 38 when you get out. You're a felon. You can't get a regular job. You can't get a student loan. You can't vote. So what do you got to do? You got to find a woman that's better off than you are. You go out, you play that thug role because they love that shit. You find a woman that's a little bit more conservative, but she likes it because she feels as though she's missing out on that element. But that was an element she didn't get a chance to enjoy because she was in school. And so she's got your ass like a little toy. And she got a little thug man. A little thug man is going to keep the house straight. If she decides to have a baby, little thug man going to be there to take care of that kid with his ankle monitor on. And he's praying that she never leaves him because that's child support he'd have to pay. That's probably another stint in prison he'd have to do. So he doesn't want that. So he's going to be as compliant as he possibly can. Now she's getting tired of his ass because he's not really doing anything. She's kind of over the fantasy of being with the thug dude that was like the bad boy that she never had. And now she's dealing with the reality of what she actually has. She's a professional woman, probably a lawyer, doctor, Indian chief, you name it. And she's at a point where she wants more out of him. So she tells him about going to school, tells him about getting a trade, getting a craft, getting a skill. But she's also trying to put him on par with other men that didn't fuck their lives up. And this is where she messes up. Because she doesn't think that it's as hard as he says it is for him to try to recoup and try to get himself back on his feet. She thinks that he's full of shit. And so she raises the bar on him now. She's cutting off the sex. 
she's starting to talk about dating other men that have more to offer. Making them feel like shit. And this is to prevent her from feeling like shit because she's the one that made the poor choice in a man. So she eventually gets the guy out of her place and she's going to go get her child support and now he's got to figure out how he's going to do things. Because he can't afford to go in arrears. Because he can't afford to get locked up again. Now mind you, this young man doesn't have enough money put away for his retirement or social security. So now he's got to figure out how the hell this is going to work out. Because he's going to need at least 40 quarters, which is about 10 years of work that FICA's taken out of your check. So, he might make it by the time he's 48. If he's lucky, he probably can go until he's about 60 or so. Provided he can get a job where they will be able to do so, so he have a little Social Security put aside. But he's got to pay child support. Got to pay rent. Got to live somewhere, right? So what happens? More than likely, he goes and gets with another woman. This woman is not going to be so highbrow. She's going to be probably a woman with a little bit lower self-esteem. She's going to be a woman that loves the attention he's given in her. And she's not going to really expect that much out of him because he's going to tell the truth about the situation. Now, the difference between the first woman and this one is that this woman is not as attractive. She's probably going to be a little bit fatter. But he realizes, I'll trade beauty for loyalty any day. That's the way he's looking at it. So he gets with this woman, and she's flattered to have a nice, muscular young man, even though he's a felon, but he's the best guy that she probably could ever attract. So she's not complaining. And oh, she's enjoying him, giving him all kind of pussy. Doing all kind of things in the bedroom. Giving him anal, oral, everything. To keep this man. Because she hadn't had a man that good before in her life. That looked that good. That was that handsome. And yeah, he got a felony, but so what? But guess what she does now? Her self-esteem has been boosted. She's raising her standards. That's right, something that she hadn't done in a long time. So now no other man could get to her because she's got this man. In the other case, the woman prior, she has standards very high for everybody else but this dude. But a thug. Thug didn't work out the way she wanted it to. Guess what she did? Raised her standards higher. So the thug doesn't even qualify now. She wants to go back to her own kind. The guys that are at her level, her income level. This other woman, the second woman, not so much. She's content with what she has. If anything, she's thinking about trying to have a baby with this man. But she doesn't want to lose this opportunity. She wants to have that pretty baby. And guess what? She goes and she does so. Now, she's not going to complain about him not having a job. Oh, no, because, see, he realizes with this woman, 
The only thing he has to do is just do the basics. And he's got her taken care of. He doesn't have to worry about going out there and getting a job. He don't have to worry about going out there going back to school. Because he knows she's not going to push him on that level. She's thankful and grateful that he's with her. So it's a whole different dynamic. Now, what's really crazy is this. And by the way, folks, I'm eating a banana. It's good. Tequila bananas, love you. But here's the thing. It's crazy. And for those of you who don't know, I actually slice up my bananas. So they're like I eat them like little chips. Don't ask me why. But what happened... She gets to a point where her expectations are already set. His job is just to take care of the house. Now she likes the fact that she can go to work and listen to her sexy and fine girlfriends brag about how they got this guy after them and all this stuff. And she can go and sit back and say, well, my man takes care of the house while I work. Status symbol. Mic drop moment. Other women are kind of envious. Kind of jealous of her success. For the first time, she's got their attention. Now you see how this can actually permeate? This happens more often than you think. Now, the one thing that I will say to you is nothing else. When you start dealing with someone that's coming from desperate situations, sometimes the moral compass is off. People take advantage of them all the time. I never forget one night we were out at, I think it was Zelda's out in Palm Desert. And there was this lady there at the nightclub. And she didn't have a ride home. And so, this guy we knew, he was like, well, I can give you a ride home. There's no problem. I said, where do you live? She said, Beaumont. She said, oh, yeah, I'll drop you off there. Well, the problem was she didn't have a place to stay. And so he took her. About a couple of weeks later, we saw him in the club. And we were talking about, man, what happened to the old girl that night? Because she was kind of fine. He said, well, she didn't have a place to stay, so she stayed over my place. Oh, right. How'd it go? Well, I tore that ass up and put it out the next day. Wow. That's what some people do. And people treat you differently when you're at a disadvantage. You have some people, and this is the reason why I tell you folks, if you haven't fallen hard times, you need help, please be careful about the people you let help you. Sometimes the price for repayment is too great. 
Now, the one thing I'll leave you with on this. Ladies, when men are messed up financially, what we do is we walk away from situations. We're not going to go there and try to be the superhero. In other words, if we're broke, we sit our asses down and not go out in the dating scene. A lot of these young simps still do that because they got that from their mama. They got that from other women where they'll go out there and act like a woman walking around with no money thinking some man's going to take care of it. Now, a lot of you ladies have your own. A lot of you ladies got your shit together as you see it. Nothing's wrong with that. That's a good thing. But here's the thing that I will tell you. Those women who don't make it more difficult for you to go and make demands on men to have their shit together. Because we run across more of them than we run across a few. More in a moment, folks. More in a moment. I love this inquiry that uh, Veronica just wrote me on Instagram. What makes you a guru? What makes you a coach? What makes you a person that gives out advice about women and men? What do you know? 30 years, that's 30 years in the past. Things are new now. Things are different. So what do you have to offer? La, 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 la. All right. Veronica is a cynic, and I appreciate that. Here's the thing that's different, Veronica, is this. I want you to think about every field of study there ever was. What did it have to start with? A person who did not have an expertise in that field of study. You know, when I went for my MBA program, the one thing that we had to do, the very teachers that we had authored the books we read. And guess what? they invited us to do, to critique their work, to do better, to find other resources that would challenge what they've done. So it wasn't about learning regurgitate. What it was actually about was to try to improve on what they've done. And it made them better leaders and instructors. Because with our criticism, what did they do? They wrote better books. And we weren't going after them personally or anything like that. We were going after some of their work. And there's nothing wrong with that. But here's what I'm trying to tell you. The job that you have right now by what you said on Instagram is a critic. That is the easiest job in the world to have. Reason being, even when we tried to criticize some of our instructors' work in their books, we still had to look at one thing and still had to acknowledge 
they did the work. If they didn't do the work, guess what? We wouldn't have a space in this world to criticize, will we? And what I'm conveying to you, young lady, being that you haven't lifted a finger to do anything in this direction, but criticize, I cannot take your opinion seriously. Even though you've expressed it, to me, it's moot. I tell you what, go forward, produce something. And then after you've done that, then you can lend it to critique as far as my work. You see, one thing you have to understand, even after we critiqued and wrote our different papers on our instructor's works, one thing we had to also realize was this. We learned more from them and they learned even more from us. It was circular. What you're doing is something that anybody on the street can do. Nothing that is meritorious, nothing that's celebratory, just there. Best of luck to you, and hopefully you can find someone that would really kind of feel bad from your criticism. Sorry. If you did the work, I would consider it, but being that you haven't, you're just an also rant. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to what's going on. Ladies, another thing that we need to look at that will help you immensely with us men. Arguing. Here's how you control an argument with a man. Honey, we get ready to escalate. This is what I'd like to do. I love you. I want to bring it down a notch. I want us to schedule a time where we can talk about this tomorrow. Because I don't want to go to bed angry with you. I don't want to eat a meal angry with you. I don't want to have sex angry with you. Because we started this relationship together with respect. And damn it, we're going to keep it all the way through. What you're doing then by telling this man something to this effect is that you're saying, I'm not going to approach this emotionally. I'm going to go with this logically. As men, this connects to us directly. That man's going to respect you. That man's going to lower his voice. That man's going to listen to you. Because you have avoided the tendency of being emotional. That's going to mean a lot to him. He's going to appreciate you that much more. And he's going to respect you even more. Because what you did, you gave him respect. You didn't call him any names. You didn't cuss him out. You showed him how valuable he is to the relationship. And you know what? He's going to feel like an ass if he doesn't reciprocate. So you trumped him there. This will help you immensely with men, ladies. Now, when it comes down to nagging, 
I had a friend of mine's wife who used to brag about her nagging. Oh, I'd love to nag him. And I said to myself, lady, you don't know. Your husband been fucking women left and right. But couldn't, couldn't tell her that because she had no clue. And it wouldn't have been my place to tell her. But the sad thing was, she thought it was okay. And he had talked to her about it, but she thought that it was all a running joke. See, one thing you got to learn with your level of communications with your partner is when it's serious and when it's not. Some couples have certain buzzwords to imply when they're serious. And a friend of mine, his wife's buzzword was concrete. Honey, it's concrete. When she would say that, that meant that she was serious about what she said later on. Some people do that. It depends on what works for your relationship. See, there's no one way of doing things. And I think people are caught up into that because they think that, oh, there's only one way a relationship will work. And then they always give you that diatribe of bullshit about communication only, without consideration. Takes more than that. It takes a lot of shit to make a relationship work. And half the people that are telling you that, or oh, it only takes this, this, and that, half of them are in counseling. A lot of them have a lot more other shit going on in their relationship that they don't want to expose. Trust me, it's more than just an antidote. If it was that simple, all the shit that I talk about on Romantic Truth wouldn't exist. So we know there are problems with people between each other. And we try to make it as easy to facilitate a dialogue between adults so that they can get along and have a wonderful life together. Now, Another thing, ladies, your girlfriends. If your man sees your girlfriends being a bad influence on you, he'll tell you. Now, don't bite your tongue in telling him if your his male friends are bad influence on him. Just don't go up there and say, well, I don't like Johnny. What the hell's wrong with Johnny? Johnny didn't do nothing to you. Have your causation. But make sure it's a valid reason. That's key. Because see, as men, we make a valid reason as to why we don't like certain people, like your friends. Like we'll say, you know, your friend Charlotte, I know she's close to you and all, but she's getting a little bit too involved in our relationship. You're sharing too much with her, and ladies, this is what they get you. Don't let that girlfriend talk you into telling you everything about your relationship, because I'm telling you, your man, if he is in a situation where he doesn't really feel as though he can trust you or feels as though 
the relationship's not quite there yet, that girlfriend of yours, when she purges and tells him all the shit that you've told her, believe me, the tides can change very quickly. That's the reason why you never, ever, 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 ever share that information. Don't talk about how big his dick is. Don't talk about how he slid up in you and how it felt. Leave that shit alone. Because I'm telling you, you tell women that stuff, the only thing you're doing, you're putting out chum for the sharks to come. That's it. And they know it. And they're just waiting for that opportunity. Now, family. Some of you ladies have a bad tendency, and men have this tendency too, and I talked about it before. Men have a tendency sometimes if they're from a single-parent household, telling mama everything. Mama don't need to know a damn thing about what's going on with your relationship with your woman. That's between you and your woman. Your mama had her own relationships to deal with. Most parents will say, I don't want to hear that shit. Take it home with you. Now, here's the thing. Ladies, do not go home and tell everybody what's going on. If it's a domestic situation, I can see that, yes, to get the hell out of there safely with your children. That makes sense. But when it comes down to he's not doing what you want him to do and that kind of thing, uh, be careful about sharing that information. Matter of fact, I don't think it's wise. Because that may put a certain feel in your friend and family's mindset. So when they see your partner, all of a sudden you'll notice they're becoming very aggressive. Or they become very dismissive or disrespectful. And it's going to be very hard for you to control that narrative once it's out there. Well, I don't know what's wrong with my cousin. Well, hell, if you told your cousin that he was an asshole and that all the things that he did were so horrible, naturally your cousin's going to feel some kind of way about it. And so you have to look at how that plays out. Sometimes it doesn't look so positive and so good. It looks rather grim. Other things we have to look at. We have to look at the way you also communicate with them. Your tone. That's going to be important, ladies. As men, we don't like confrontational tones. Reason being, we feel like we got to whoop somebody's ass at that point. Because it's an aggressive tone. The best way to get to us, ladies, you know, your femininity and your charm, that's how you do it. All these women that are up there trying to be men and talking about, or trying to act like men, talking all this shit about they're the boss bitch and all that, that shit works with intimidated simps. That works with guys that are not sure about their sexuality. That works with guys that are weak in their own confidence. 
that doesn't work with a real man. Because a man is going to be like, I'm going to be nice to you, but I'm going to treat you like a fucking man. You keep talking like that. That's the way men think. That's the reason why they don't get involved with those kind of women. They let the weaker men get involved with those kind of women. Because a full-grown man knows he ain't going to tolerate that shit. That's the way it goes. But she can lord over those weaker men with that. Now, another thing too. When you're talking to your man, ladies, the one thing you want to do is you want to reassure him every once in a while that you love him, that he's doing a good job, that you appreciate him. Honey, you know, I appreciate what you do for us as a family. That carries a long way for a man because women don't usually appreciate us that much. They expect of us but they don't appreciate us. And there's a distinction. So as men, what we got to realize is that we got a good woman that says these things and means it and shows it. Don't definitely show her affection and love. I will never forget we had gone to a conference we're down in Miami. And one of my co-workers wanted to get back home because last night at a conference and his flight was booked for the next morning. But he loved his wife so much he was like, man, he's like, I'm going to go insane if I don't get with that woman. And we were like, we thought he was joking because we were at the bar and everything. He says, you know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to go to the airport and see if I can get a flight out tonight, a red eye or something. He was serious. He took his ass to the airport, tried to get a flight out, but he couldn't find one until the one he had booked for the next day. I never saw a man so addicted to his wife before, but I mean addicted in a good way. And at first we thought, that's a little extreme because this dude is really like out there for his wife. But what we started to realize was that it made sense because he had a damn good woman. And he cracked me up when we got back to Los Angeles. He said, man, he said, you don't understand. He says, my wife, the way she cooks, I miss that. The way she smells, I miss that. He said, the perfume, the body wash she wear, I miss all of that. He says, when I'm away from her, I feel lost. He said, I feel like I'm nobody when I'm around, not around her. And we were like, damn, well, you know, we thought that that was kind of serious. But what he meant was, he felt uncomfortable not being around her. Now, he could handle going to work and that kind of thing. But when it came down to being without her for like two weeks, like we were down there in Miami, that got him. 
And I was like, damn. And she was like, I love him the same way. And that's when we found out, hmm, uh, he got in a little trouble because when the bill came from the hotel, company didn't want to pay that big ass phone bill that he ran up talking to her and they went to sleep on the phone. So yeah, it was pretty, pretty messed up. He got his ass chewed for that, but it happens. Well, here's the thing, folks. When you have that sort of rapport with your partner, when you have that sort of intensity, it comes down to a situation where it's gone past love. It's not obsession. But that element I tell you about friendship, a lot of that plays into it. And for those of you who don't know, I've always told you, you establish a relationship, friendship as the foundation, relationship overlays it, and the family overlays the relationship. Because that friendship is going to endure no matter what. That's going to be the lasting aspect of your relationship. Long after the sex is gone, long after the capacity to even reason and think is gone, that friendship is what's going to actually keep you there. You know, even though you may love someone and you love the relationship, that aspect of it, that person's on life support or something of that sort. That's when you become that friend for that person, for that partner of yours. Where you're doing the best thing outside of the scope of your emotions for loving that person. You're doing the best thing for that individual at that point. That's when that person's life outweighs your emotional interests. That's where you separate the two. And that's the reason why you want it layered like that. Because see, that friendship is going to last well into your 90s, well into those days where you can't have sex anymore and you got to give him his medication. That's where that comes from. That's the camaraderie. That's that knowledge of that other person. And so ladies, what I'm telling you is have friendship at the core of your relationship in the beginning. You want to start out as friends. Work your way into a relationship. And I don't mean FWB's friends with benefits. I'm talking about genuine friends. And then you can work your way into the relationship. See, friends with benefits, let me explain something about this briefly, ladies. Friends with benefits, I tell you what, I'll do it in the next segment. All right, fellas, I will tell you this much. When it comes down to a woman, beautiful woman, she could be gorgeous, but she may have some habits and proclivities that you may not be aware of. As in this particular depiction, this young lady is very comfortable with her man.
<laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't care <kind of> smell. <laughs> there you go. Like that little moan you made. Come on. All right, ladies, there's another aspect, too, that we have to look at. Some of you can't cook, and you're bragging about it. I don't cook. I don't clean. All right, you keep singing that damn song if you want to. Here's the thing you got to remember, ladies. That man, he's looking for a woman that does those two things. Don't move into a man's apartment or a man's house. You're sitting on your ass and you're talking about, yeah, I don't feel like doing anything. The house is filthy. Men look for reciprocity. If he told you it's okay for you to stay with them, the least you could do is try to clean up if you don't have a job. Try to cook a meal. You know, there was a, a TikTok where the man came home from work. Her <laughs> wife was sitting there painting her nails in the kitchen and he's like well where is dinner oh honey i thought we were gonna order out he said well hell we've done that for the last week well i thought we could just continue doing it and he said well wait a minute let me let me see something here he said uh it goes into the uh cabinet he says like these pans let's see they do work yeah you put it on the stove and you put, go in the refrigerator and you put food inside that pan and you'd be surprised some of the wonderful things that comes out of it. And she said, oh, well, why don't you go in and show me? Because he was the only person in the house that could cook. Ladies, let me tell you something. If your man decides to take a cooking class without you in it, to learn how to cook? I'm telling you now. The woman that's in this class might wind up being this new woman. You gotta have several connections into each other. Besides just that one. Whatever that one is, if it's sexual, that's not enough by no stretch. It's got to be connectivity. This is what men look for. Men look for integrity in a woman. Can he trust her? Does she hold up to what she says she's going to do? Very important. Ladies, a man likes a woman who will stand up for herself, which means she can also stand up for the relationship. Don't be one of these mealy-mouthed women that say, Oh, I got to wait till my husband comes home before I can order the newspaper. He wants somebody that's going to say, nah, we're not, we're not accepting a newspaper. And the reason why he wants that kind of woman, he's at work making money. He don't want to be disturbed over no bullshit like that. He wants an independent decision maker. Somebody that's going to have his back. 
Ladies, learn about the mechanics of the things that are associated with him. If he's telling you, okay, we're living together, let me show you something. This is why all my life insurance information is. This is who's the beneficiary, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, I don't need to know all that. The minute you say that, he's going to void your ass out as being somebody serious. And he's going to start looking for someone else who is. Those side pieces that you envy so much and that you don't like so much, those are the women that usually wind up being the undertakers in your relationship. What they wind up doing is being trusted with things because guess what? They give a damn about things. They pay attention to detail. If you're a female that doesn't pay attention to detail, I'm telling you, don't be that female who pays attention to detail only in retail. You want to be that female that, to, that pays attention to detail in your relationship. But that's going to be important. Because if something happens to your man, see what a real good man wants to have happen? It's for his woman to carry on his legacy. For his woman to live on. For his woman not to sit there and wander around and struggle and stumble and be lost. He wants his woman to be able to function if he's not there. And a lot of times, you ladies will sit there and let the man do everything, and you don't know how to do a damn thing. Can't wipe your ass properly without it. And if he's gone, what do you got? Nothing. He's dead. You don't know what to do. You're walking around. Lost. You don't want to be that person. You don't want to be that codependent. That's the reason why men look for women who are a little bit autonomous. Don't have to be masculine. Don't have to go up there and talk about whose ass you can kick and all this other stuff. Nobody want to hear that shit. Looking for that confident woman. Silent, but yet has a presence. When I say silence, I'm not talking about somebody that's forced to be silent or walking three steps behind me. I'm talking about that woman that's so confident she don't have to say shit. She could walk into a room. All eyes are on her. People get quiet. Not because she's wearing couture or Chanel. It's because of the fact that she carries herself well as a woman. That's what men look for. Confident women. Ladies, it's not, it's not hard at all. Many of you already have what it takes. But a lot of you don't realize it. A lot of you have the power of what it would take to guide a man through a positive relationship with you. But a lot of you don't understand. It starts with friendship. Not sex. Not a relationship. Not a commitment. Oh, he won't commit. Of course he's not going to commit. You're approaching a relationship wrong. Ask backwards. How about your friendship first? 
Then let it evolve into a relationship. And sometimes it happens differently and it's difficult for people to accept it. Hell, I remember one friend of mine, she and I were just platonic friends. And then one night, we sat at my place and wound up screwing each other. And we looked at each other the next morning. We was like, well, what did we do? And she's like, I don't know. The only thing I remember, you stuck something in me and I felt good. I'm like, well, all right, we'll go with that. And we started dating. But we had a friendship that started, that led to that. To this day, we're friends. But this is what happens, folks. You never know when your relationship with someone may evolve into something else. Sadly, I had a friend of mine years ago. She had a crush on this guy, something fierce. And so what she did, she and her husband had this house. They had gotten divorced. And she got both homes. The husband kept the money in the bank in his retirement. And a divorce settled. So she leased out the home to a friend of mine out in Altadena, California. And she really liked him. I mean, really liked him. And she used to flirt with him. But her problem was... She always thought that he was going to be available because she really thought she was the shit. Well, he goes out and he gets this girl from Simi Valley. Brings her out. A year later, they're having a child. She's upset about this because she still wanted to have access to him, but now she didn't have that access where she could just go into a relationship with him. And she started asking questions about how was the relationship going, how long would they last, etc., etc. And hell, before it was over with, he was like, well, we need a larger place. And she couldn't understand why. And he said, because we were planning on having two more kids. And at this point, she was crushed. And so what she did foolishly, she came over. So started talking to him. Told him that she needed to talk to him in private. The following day, he comes over to her place and she seduces him. Without any hesitation, he screwed her. And after he finished, he told her, he said, well, I'm still moving, so um, I'm giving you my notice. And of course, she was really insulted by that because she thought that what she had done was sufficient enough to change his whole perspective and mindset as far as leaving. Not even close. And sadly, some people actually perceive that that's the way to do things. And ladies, one thing I will tell you, 
never tried this method because it never works with men. If we have our mind hell bent on something, the sex you try to give us to change it, uh-uh, it doesn't work. It only works on weak men who have nothing to lose. Men who have something to lose, they're never going to allow a vagina to get in the way of his progress. It's not that men are better than women or anything like that. We're different. We're wired differently. Even the dogs agree. Got two female dogs and a male dog, and they're barking about it. But in all seriousness, that's what it comes down to. You want to make sure that with a man, don't use sex as a persuasion tool unless you're willing to suffer the consequences. And the consequences are to be gravely disappointed and feel used afterwards. Now, like I said, with the weak man, you'll be able to influence him any kind of way. But what usually happens with weak men? You ladies, you lose respect for them very quickly. All these simps and droids that are out there, you put them on these dummy missions to go out and do stupid shit and they do it. You know you never could respect those guys. Some of you have sex with those guys and don't even kiss them. Don't even look at them in the face. You just want to go lay on top of them, get some dick, ride them a bit, and they get off. Because they're nothing more than that to you. And the problem for some of you ladies, you wind up trying to treat men that you meet real men that same way, and that's where you get embarrassed, and that's where you get your feelings hurt. It's the equivalent of a man who had been used to dealing with hood rats, who had been used to dealing with women that weren't about shit, women about the hustle, and then he deals with a quality woman. He looks really stupid trying to pull that game on someone of quality and has a higher caliber because then that woman would never respect him because of the way he came in her. Now, a couple other things, folks. Ladies, I know you got dogs. We have dogs here. Let me tell you something about dogs and men and cats and shit like that. We really don't like them. We will give you all kind of kibbles and bits and damn treats to shut their little asses up so we can get to you. We don't believe in anthropomorphism. They're not your little babies. They're furry animals that if they were larger and could eat meat on a regular basis like a dinosaur or a dire wolf or something like that, we'll be trying to kill the bastard. So the way we look at it is potential threat. Now, I'm just kidding on that level, but what I am saying though, overall, is that as men, we'll do that as an appeasement. Next thing, ladies, when it comes down to your body issues, guess what? As I said before, we don't care about your cankles. We don't care about your fat, your stretch, your stretch marks, your sagging boobs. We don't care about none of that because let me tell you something. We will screw you 
no matter what you look like as a female if we're into you. I want to say that again. We will screw you as a female no matter what you look like if we're into you. We're going to try to put every ounce of us inside you. So that criticism, all that negative body image and fat shaming, all that bullshit, that comes from who? Feminized men and other women. You know, one thing I saw that was pretty interesting the other day. I was watching this show, and that was about, I think, three or four gay men and a transgender woman on there tearing down this larger-sized woman. Talking about how she needed to lose weight, how she needed to do this and do that. And I'm sitting there, and I'm saying, wait a minute. You don't see a straight man telling her anything about this. And they can get away with it. And it's sad. Ladies, another thing too. Because you have children does not mean you're obsolete. Let me get that out there. A lot of you single mothers still have what it takes. But some of you are a little bit too conscious. Some of you are a little bit too, how can I best say, self-deprecating. As some of you are a little bit closed-minded when it comes out to your opportunities with men. You really need to think that through, especially if you're a woman from 28 up to about 40. Or a single mom. You've got a whole plethora of men out there that be buying for you. Different races, different creeds, different cultures. Don't limit yourself. I'm telling you. A lot of you ladies do this, and unfortunately, the men that want to get to you cannot. Because you put yourself in this situation or in a place where you don't consider them. Now, the other aspect of it. You know how women talk about men oppressing women? Well, let me tell you something, ladies. The average man that you'll run into that's looking to date you or to be with you, he doesn't want to oppress you. He wants to make love to you. He wants to have you as his woman if he feels as though you warrant that. But as far as that whole gender war thing where he has to conquer you and all this other crap, no. He's just looking for someone that he won't be alone with rest of his life. So he won't be alone for the rest of his life. It's kind of weird because I'm in what is called a death nail relationship mindset. What is that? That's a situation where you're 
looking for the last person you will ever date or be with for the rest of your life. And you're hoping for the longevity of the relationship that will lead until you die. A lot of people don't like looking at it that way. But that's what it comes down to. And the mystery is always, who will that person be? Or will it be anyone? Who will know? Tune in next week. Same bat channel, right? But you never know. Now, in closing, folks, I want you to understand one thing, if nothing else. Men are not as complicated as you think they are, ladies. We are faced with some things sometimes where we really have to think it through, just like you do. We don't have as many choices and partners as you do. And therefore, we feel as though we're judged harsher because if we make one mistake with you, you write us off. Many of you ladies can make mistakes and actually have contradictions and still wind up in the good graces of men because we give you a pass. Not because you're special, not because you're a woman, it's because we understand our differences. And it's good that you have that emotional component that a lot of women are ashamed of, but here's the reason why it's a benefit to have that. That's what offsets what we don't have as men. We're mainly logical creatures. Not that we're better than you, we're different. And so you give us that personality. You give us that smile. You give us that way of thinking that helps us along the way. And in turn, we give you the tenacity. We give you the ability to stand up for yourself and not to be taken lightly. It's reciprocal. Now, does this apply to everybody? Of course not. The reason why it can't, because people are different. But we're only talking about the majority. There are always exceptions to the rule, but the rule is not the exception. That's what we have to keep in mind. So ladies, I hope that you find a wonderful man in your life. And this is just some of the things that will help you along the way. As far as to keep him. Many of you ladies know how to get a man. Keeping him is the hardest part. You have a lot of people out there with their own home remedies and everything on how to keep him. And they vary. But you always got to leave room for the man to express himself with his personality. One thing that helps, like I did with my ex-girlfriend Monica. One day what I did, I just listened to her and didn't say a word. No comments, no nothing. Told her I was doing it. And then she did it to me the following week. 
to better understand each other. I learned a lot from her during that time, and she learned a lot from me during that time. You'd be surprised how much information you learn from your partner just by listening. Uninterrupted listening to them. I wonder if any of you could go one day with just listening to your partner and just tell them, hey, look, today I'm just listening to you. I'm not going to give any input or feedback. I'm listening. Now, that partner is going to be wondering, what do you think? And then later on, you guys can discuss it. And then you would do the same thing where your partner would listen to you for a week or before that day. And then you could ask them what did they think about your thoughts. This will enhance your communication, dialogue, and not only that, temperament and tone when you communicate. Because those things are important. Always knowing your audience, who you're communicating with. Those things will help immensely. Well, ladies, I got to go because I am ready to cook me some shrimp fried rice and go have a good time. So I want you to take care and enjoy. And thank you once again for listening. Don't forget, uh, subscribe to anchor.fm backslash romantic truth. And please give us a like, of course, and uh, follow on facebook.com backslash romantic truth. Thank you once again and take care. Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice. In the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for fair use. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.